Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy some teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry from one of our Encounter and Equip services. This place, this atmosphere, the presence is here. And I felt like even as we were going through these songs, these songs were prophesying and declaring with intention the belief of miracles. At Legacy, we don't sing songs just to sing songs. We come into agreement and partnership with the songs. In fact, we know as a team, we're very intentional about the song choices and the lyrics that we choose because we always wanna come from that place in heaven's throne as we worship, we're coming into agreement with what he says is true, amen. And so we just believe, we believe for that, for those miracles and equipping the body of Christ for the work of ministry. You may not be called to vocational ministry, but if you're a son and daughter, say I am. You have been enlisted into the army of God to go and do the Father's business in the world today. Everywhere you go, everything that you do is ministry. You are administering the kingdom of God. And so we go after healing today. We activate the different gifts of Holy Spirit because we believe that he is alive and well and he is moving. And when we come together as a corporate body, how many of you know there is a synergy that takes place where our faith arises in the room and becomes one? I don't know if you know this, but even science will say that as we worship together, whether we're singing the same notes or not, they did a study with choirs who were doing different parts. Their hearts come into timing and rhythm. Everything begins to shift, right? And so we believe in that. The power of our words, the power of our decrees, our declarations and our worship comes together. We're in an atmosphere. I don't know if you guys can feel it, but the water's about this high in the room right now. It's about this high, I feel it. And it was about knee deep when I walked in. So I'm just saying, like, like your worship comes in, your agreement, your declarations, the word of God, it moves. There are angels in this room right now, circling, moving, ministering. Some of you guys got touched in the middle of worship. Some of you got touched in the middle of worship. Yeah, raise your hands for just a moment. Just coming. Some of you got touched, whether it was an emotion, whether it was in your physical body. God heals in the midst of, as we get our eyes off of our stuff and onto him, he does things. Right? And miracles take place and he comes into agreement. So what we wanna do this morning is we're gonna release um, some words of knowledge. I, I always forget to get my phone. We're gonna release some words of knowledge that the prayer team has been praying into. There may be some others that get released. We're gonna ask you guys to do that as well. And what we're gonna do is we're just gonna ask, again, this, we're family, okay, we're family. So as we release these, I'm gonna ask you by faith, with childlike faith, just to stand up and either say, that's me or someone I love, I'm interceding for, okay? So there's some specific um, words of knowledge. Now, there are some emotional and mental stuff or whatever, if you don't wanna stand for those, it's really okay. We don't wanna expose anybody and make you uncomfortable, but just come into agreement. What is a word of knowledge? It's factual information I shouldn't know. We shouldn't know these things, but there are details that God wants. I'm doing this to basically let us know I'm moving in this right now with that. So there are some that are suffering in mental anguish, despair, and depression, heart healing. Um, there are hearts of expectancy in the room. Okay, you've been leaning in. You've been contending. Please do not leave here this morning without one of our prayer ministers praying for you at the end of service. We will have our prayer team up at the front as well as our prophetic team. And so we want to love on you. Do not leave this place without us coming in contact with you. Let us come into agreement with you and these words if you don't feel a shift already. There is a breaking of shame and leaving behind the past. I'm gonna to speak to that 
in a corporate word later on, um, I do believe that God is shutting doors and cutting off some things. And even things in your bloodline has been breaking off. There's a major shift happening right now. Okay, so we just come into agreement with that. But there are bacterial infections, bronchitis, particularly back aches. Um, I know we had a word of knowledge about diverticulitis or gut issues. If you've been having gut issues or whatever, maybe even during worship is when it was felt, even during worship, there's some of that. Um, I do believe that there's knee pain, the left knee. I hear the Lord say left knee. I don't know if you twisted it or did something to it. There's a left knee. I know there's been ankles and arches. And so if you ankle or arch supports, you have something going on with your feet, um, the lower ankles, if you'll stand, if you need a healing for that. Okay, anybody else? Now, I'm gonna open it up. If anybody else had a word of knowledge, if you feel like, hey, my body is aching and I don't know why it wasn't mine when I came in the room and all of a sudden it's hurting, that is one way that sometimes the Lord lets you know what he wants to do in the room. And as you speak it and release it, then it should go away, right? If it doesn't go away, then let us pray for you, okay? But it could be a word of knowledge. It's one way he speaks or by thought, impression, picture, all the different ways that God speaks to us. Are there any other words of knowledge in the room that you feel like the Lord is healing? Just shout them out to me. Huh? Headaches, neck pain, migraines, asthma, Diabetes, nerve pain, resentments, ears, oh, fear, fears, carpal tunnel syndrome. When he said fear, I heard ears. So if there's something going on with your ear and I feel like it's in the left ear and I don't know if it's like a clogging of the ear or if you have tubes in your ears or something about that that God wants to heal on your left ear. Any others? Arthritis. Don't be shy, you guys. We either we either get it right or we miss it. It's really okay. We take risk is faith. Faith is spelled R-A-S-K, said John Wimber. Anybody? He did. That's what he said. Bursitis. Okay. All right. Okay, now here's what I'm going to ask. Um, we also had a word of knowledge that, that people who have actually seen miracles with their own hands, we want you to come to the front for me for just a moment. You're going to be the first wave, as I call it. Okay, you're going to be the first wave. And you don't have to stay for very long as you pray for the people who are standing. But we want everybody who is standing to go, everybody who comes up to the front for just a minute. If you've seen miracles by your own hands, we don't have to muster up any faith because we've seen it. Okay? We have testimonies. And the word says that there's power. I love that we almost have half the church up here. Okay, you guys. All right, listen. I love this. Come on. We've seen it. Listen. Hear me out now. Hear me out. Why, why are we doing this? A, it was a word of knowledge to be released that felt like God wanted us to do this, number one. Number two, it requires faith to pray for healings and miracles. Miracles happen instant over time, in an instant, and healings can sometimes happen over time. We have to contend. Doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's just a partnership. God's the healer, not us. We just come into an alignment and agreement. So if you've never seen it by your own hands, it's okay, no shame. We're just going to encourage you to risk, to test it out, and to be willing to be used by God because none of us are super special. We were just at the right place at the right time and said the prayer that God wanted us to pray, okay? We, but we have testimonies, and the Word says there's power in the testimony, in the agreement. 
right? I've seen it. I've seen blind eyes open. I literally have seen metal disappear out of people's bodies. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs. I've seen too much for me to deny that God exists and that he still does them, okay? He didn't finish it in the book of Acts. He's still going. We're the, we're the next chapters, okay? So you guys are armed with testimony. I intentionally asked you to think about it because I want you to remember the testimony. God, you did that. What are we singing today? Do it again. Do it again, okay? So now everybody that needs a healing, everybody that's standing up, I want you guys to go find somebody who's standing up who needs a healing. If one of you are one of the ones that need a healing, then find somebody else that's been standing up as well. So go ahead and, and go and find, get your team going right now. Everybody up here at the front, I want you guys to go first and go pray for everybody who's standing. And if you're up front and you need a healing, then stay standing and make sure you have somebody to pray for you. Take a moment, ask them what they need gone, and release a prayer of faith, childlike faith. It's very simple. Pain go in Jesus' name. Bones come into alignment in Jesus' name. Ears open in Jesus' name. Eyes open in Jesus' name. God, recreate whatever needs to be created in Jesus' name. Just release childlike faith. We thank you, God. We remember. Do it again. All right, now keep your prayers brief. They don't have to be long prayers. It's not about how wordy your prayers are. It's about faith, childlike faith. So after you've prayed, test it out. So test it out. If there's something you couldn't do before, test it out or give a report back. Okay, my pain used to be on a scale of zero to 10, it used to be this number and now it's this number. Test it out. That's a mark of faith to test it out. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Now test it out. If you feel something shift, if you feel like there is a measure of healing, thank you, Lord. Okay, now eyes on me. Everybody pause for just a moment. Eyes on me. Please remember, we do not have to pray. Grocery store and it's going to be awkward. You're praying for 10 minutes for somebody sometimes. Now, sometimes it's okay to go after and contend longer, but just for training wise, we want to keep it simple and then test it out. Jesus said, he spit on the mud, right? Put the mud on the eyes for the blind man. He says, what do you see? It was pretty quick. What do you see? I see these tall things. He healed his eyes spiritually before he healed them physically to be able to see in fullness. So if you felt a shift, look at me right now, please. Everybody stop praying. Everybody stop praying and eyes on me, please. This is a training session, so I need to make sure everybody's hearing me right now. Okay? Everybody stop praying for a minute right now, please. Everybody stop praying. Listen up. Test it out now. We don't have to pray 10-minute prayers. Test it out. And if there's anything that has shifted at all, I want you to wave one hand at me if there's been movement. Look. 
One hand wave movement. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's my movement. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, now, if you've been completely healed, do two hands up like this. All right, we got three, four, five, five. Okay, you five, come up here. You five who did. Okay. If God could do it for them, he's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. And it's okay if we pray a second time or even a third time, but I want you to hear the testimony. I could not lift my arm above my head earlier. I could not do this when we walked in. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Thank you. So my left knee, it was very stiff and crunchy. And it was very difficult to move up and down, but look at no pain, no pain. Amen. Amen. Um, I had asthma problems, and now I just feel like my lungs have just opened up and I can breathe now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So uh, earlier, my feet were really bothering me, my arches and my and my feet, and then all of a sudden, um, it was coming up my my back on the right side, and I had Stephen pray for me, and it just went away completely and then I felt the ice ice Thank you, um, I've had left knee pain for 20 years and the doctor said it was incurable I'd have to learn how to deal with it and I haven't been able to do a full squat in 20 years and I was doing squats over there in a dress sorry guys <laughs> but I was doing squats and I actually can get all the way to the ground again come on Woo! thank you Jesus Hallelujah. we thank you God we thank you God You've been healed, go give it away, right? Go give it away. Go lay hands off. Anybody else still needs a healing? Stand up. Come on, guys. If you don't know God's healing people right now, listen. <laughs> We're going to stay here for another minute. Okay, if you still need a healing, now you guys go after the ones who are standing. Anyone who needs surround people who are standing right now who need prayer, we've got one here, one in the back. Anybody can get up and go pray. Come on, some of you guys have seen miracles. Make sure everybody has somebody. There's two in the back back here. We have two can get up and go pray for these two back in the back. Anybody not have somebody pray for them yet? Okay, let's pray again. God, thank you for what you're doing right now. Do it again. Do it again for this one. You're no respecter of persons, Father. We command all pain to leave. Mobility come. Inflammation go. Loosen the muscles that need to be loosened. Recreate whatever needs to be recreated, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We impart, Father, what you've given to us. We release it now. The power of the testimony. The power of what just was seen and released just now, God. Multiply it now. Increase it. Increase. Increase the healing right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now make sure they test it out. Test it out. Try to breathe. Try to move. Test it out. Do something maybe you couldn't do before. Be gentle if you need to be gentle. It's always okay to use wisdom. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And if there's any movement at all, 
Again, on a scale of zero to 10, where were you before, where you are now? If there's any movement at all, wave one hand at me. Wave one hand at me. Got one, two, one hand if we've got some movement. Okay, there's some extra movement going on. Go ahead and pray a second time. Do more, God. If you're moving, we know you're doing more. Now, let me tell you this. If for some reason your pain gets worse while we're praying, that is a spirit of infirmity, a demon we've got to cast out. I know that sounds weird, but it's just true. If it, if it gets worse while we're praying, then as Randy Clark would say, if you spot them, then you got them. They don't like to be seen, okay? So we catch them, we cast them out, and it may move. I've seen this happen too many times to not tell you this testimony. Praying for knee pain or shoulder pain. I don't remember where we started, but the pain got worse. I commanded it to leave once I knew it was a spirit. It left, the knee was fine, but then all of a sudden the shoulder was hurting. So then, and it wasn't hurting before that. I didn't clue into that right away. So we prayed for the shoulder, the shoulder got better. Okay, the knee and shoulder is better, yeah, but now my right shoulder is hurting. Okay, so, so then we prayed, was was, wait, and then I caught on. Was your right shoulder hurting before? No. Okay, so now it's hurting, so we're commanding it to go. We had to chase the thing out through the person's body before it finally left. I'm telling you, I know that's weird, but it's just true. We have authority in the blood of Jesus, right? There's a difference between sometimes diseases and, and healings that need to take place because of trauma or sickness or whatever, but sometimes it is a spirit. We have to take authority and cast it out. All right, so if you at all this morning, at all this morning, if you got touched, something shifted, wave one hand in the air, please. Everybody look around at the one hands. Thank you, God, for moving. Thank you, God. Now, again, if you were completely healed of whatever it was, and now you're completely different, two hands in the air for me, please. Two hands in the air. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Look around the room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We are coming into a day where every time we pray, we're gonna see it, God. That's the kind of faith we have to have that God's gonna do it so we contend, we don't ever give up. Now hear me out. Some of you who've been prayed over and prayed over, it's really easy for the enemy to wanna come in with disappointment. Why them and not me, God? Why do I still have this? I've been praying, I've been praying. Why not, why not? I, listen, I've been there. I have scoliosis, I still have it, but pain has been healed out of my back multiple times, but it's just not straight yet, and I'm contending for a straight back. Right? I have an extra vertebrae. It's a weird thing. But I don't have pain. I don't suffer with it as often as I used to. But I've had really, really severe migraines and things before with it, completely healed. Um, and so God will do whatever he needs to do. It's up to him. He's the healer. But remember, in disappointment, do not disappoint God from the throne. You have to reappoint him into the throne. He is still good. He is still God. He is still faithful. His blood paid for every sickness or disease, and I'm going to continue to claim it in my body. I need to say this out loud to you, too. If you need doctors, if you need medicine, if you need treatment, it is okay. God made all of those things as well. He's a God of science, okay? And so if that's what you need, then do it. But if God tells you to do something and you know it's God, then you listen to God. You obey God. Okay, but we use wisdom as well. However God wants to do it, it's very important that we have balance when we go after divine healing. Amen? Amen. Let's give God glory right now. Let's just praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Come on, you guys. If you don't recognize it, we're already in revival. We're already in revival. Okay? It's just us coming into his presence and coming into agreement. That's it. And we let him do the work. Amen?
All right, I'm gonna ask the prophetic ministry team to go ahead and come on up um, as we're gonna release prophetic words. If you guys are new here, um, again, this is a part of our encounter service. We activate all the different gifts of Holy Spirit as much as possible. We activate all of you to participate as much as you want. Um, we do have a prophetic ministry team um, that has been trained and equipped and, and have become trusted voices. That's why we allow them up front. Um, and so I do want to um, let you guys know that we are expanding our prophetic ministry team. If you want to join the prophetic ministry team, please come see me. We do have an application process and a training process. It does not mean that you have to prophesy from the front, so please don't let that scare you. We're going to start doing team prophetic ministry after service and at different times and open up some times where people can sign up for appointments for team prophetic ministry. We want to um, extend that and grow that um, in this season. And so if you're interested in that and you want to get trained up, we do have labs and trainings and things to get you going even if you're brand new we want to help you along to activate this gift because it is it's for the it's for the children it's the children's bread it's for all of us we can all hear god but here's the most important thing it must edify exhort and give comfort okay we don't give warning we don't call out sin and all those things we don't do that at this level um, it's prophetic ministry. This, this is the litmus test, okay? And so that's what we'll do. We'll give some um, um, words. We may do what we'll call add-ons. And so that means one person might give a word, another person might give a secondary word or a different interpretation because there's revelation, interpretation, and then application. We're going to do our best to communicate the revelation or the interpretation that we're given. And then the application is up to you. Right, And so this is really important because there's more scriptures in the word now that the Holy Spirit has come and can reside in you. Right, Remember before in the Old Testament time, not everybody had Holy Spirit. Right, If the prophet got it wrong, they got stoned. Okay, Because they either hear God or they don't. Not everybody had Holy Spirit back then. New covenant, new covenant, that's what we're in right now. We all can have access to the Holy Spirit. We can all hear God. right? And so anytime we give a word, it's usually a confirmation of something God's already been telling you. Or he's inviting you into something new, okay? But you're supposed to judge and test the word. We might miss it. We're practicing still. We're all still practicing, including myself, okay? So we're going to practice him a word, and it resonates with you. Then the Spirit is telling you, I'm talking to you. Grab hold of it by faith and go, that's mine. Listen, if it's not yours, it won't manifest. <laughs> but with childlike faith, grab it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, again, we operate by faith, and faith is a principle but Jesus is the person, okay? So that's the thing. We lean into whatever Jesus says and what he wants, amen? Okay, so we'll hold any corporate words till the very end. If you guys have anything, let's just go after personal ones. Anybody going to go first? Actually, got a word for Ellie and Josh and Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her walking, and as she was walking, I could see her. I mean, she was glowing with the Holy Spirit, and I could see the spirit actually swirling around her, and I could see Jesus walking beside. And I watched her just walking this walk with him. And what I saw and what I heard was mother of a nation. And what I saw was her on the mission field. And I heard the Lord say that she is going to walk in that because she is going to see it in her life over and over and over again. And she, she is actually going to go far beyond both of you and who God's called you to be, and even though he's called you to be something very great as well. But I see her just, she's going to step in, and she is going to go where he tells her to go, and he is going to be with her all the days of her life. Amen. I receive that. 
have a word for Ellie's grandma, Stephanie. Wild at heart is what I kept hearing when you walked in today. You have permission to be what God designed you to be. Dangerous, passionate, alive, and free. Galatians 5.13, for you were called to freedom. Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for flesh, but through love serve one another. The bullseye. You will hit the mark that God has intended. It is not too late. You are right on time. John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I declare that you will walk in a stealth mode. You will not even be seen by the enemy. Love is your secret weapon. You will take aim and you will hit your target. It's time. Hunting season is open. Um, so when she, when lovely Catherine was talking, I saw you with like the wind blowing and you were in full armor and I felt like the Lord was saying that maybe times before when you've loved, it's hurt, like it's come back, but I just declare that you have a full armor of God and it's not going to hurt you. He's protecting you. He's got your back. And I just declare right now that it's just, it's upgraded armor that it's not going to hurt to love people with all your heart and to pour into them with everything that you have. Don't let fear of the past of the things that have hurt you. I just declare that it be broken off in the name of Jesus and that your love, I see like the Grinch, the heart expanding and growing and multiplying. So I just declare that there's a multiplication of your heart, that your heart can actually have a higher capacity to love. And I just declare that over you in the name of Jesus. And I saw that uh, when she was talking about the armor, I normally picture a very big four-and-a-half-foot shield of faith, but yours are bracelets like Wonder Woman, you know. <laughs> they're, they're light in your hand. There will be no heaviness in your faith. Your faith is going to be light and, and joyous, and, and um, they will deflect all the lies of Satan. Not only for you, but for everyone in your family, for everyone that, that you're praying for. Your prayers are, are um, tossing those bracelets in front of everybody else that, that will deflect the lies of Satan in your family. I have a new word for, for this lady here in the blue shawl. Yes, you. Um, God showed me that... Um, he wants to bring a, a new creativity in your life. This is going to be a, a season of spring, a, 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 a new creativity, a new... Um, are you an artist? No. Okay, well, he's doing something new and creative in your life, and I don't know what it is. Maybe baking, or I, I have no idea. But it's something that he wants to, to expand in your life, something that you have a passion for, and he's saying... This is the time that you're going to do that for me. And it's going to bring new, um, new, new life into your life and to the lives of those that you touch. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I, when you said baking, that's where I saw it. I saw you baking muffins, actually. And I don't know if you even bake or if you bake muffins, but I think that there's something in your ministry of like just blessing your friends around you with your, your cooking as part of your ministry, right? Um, so it doesn't have to be something elaborate. You don't be half standing up here giving prophetic words. You can, but it's going to start with just that very personable ministry through muff. I'm going to call it a muffin ministry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So I think we're all signing up for her ministry. <laughs> I felt like the Lord was saying there's a connection that you have with children as well. There's a, a heart, your heart beats like the Father's as far as with children. And he's bringing you into a place to where the words that he speaks to you are directly going to go to them. And it's going to alter their life. It's like... It's like there's going to be a new understanding with the words that you speak. There's been a lot of prayers that you have prayed, but he's bringing you into understanding the heartbeat of him and the words that you speak and declaration and decreeing into those kids' lives are going to make a difference because you've made a difference. Okay? He's heard you. And so we just decree and declare that and release that, those words, in Jesus' name. Well, since we're in, in that row, I'll just go ahead and <laughs> we'll, we'll get this way and that way. <laughs> but um, the gentleman in the plaid, yes, yes, you, you stood out to me right away. And I just heard the Lord say he is eager. He is eager, eager, eager. And he says yes, yes, and yes. His answers are yes. We say yes and amen. And so I just declare that as you partner with what you hear him say and what he's saying to you, that the answer is going to be yes. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm going to add on that. The Lord said that you're an architect in the kingdom, that you're a builder, and, um, and he's put, putting some blueprints and plans together for you. And so I don't know if you're in the natural building a house, but that's what I saw. I saw him extending your border. I had a dream years ago where the Lord showed me, um, you know, some people came into our house, and, and he was like, no, your life in this season. And the Lord said, it's him, and it's good, but stay close to me because you, he needs to give you the details. It's like when you cut out, the, when you do those blueprints, like you got to know where the electric lines go and where the plumbing is going to go, that there's details. It's not just a big, like, you know, little kids when they draw a picture of a house, it's just like crayon picture. He's like, no, 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 this is like super detailed. So what's coming in this next season means that you're going to have to lean in. You have to lean in to really hear and not just assume. Because I've done that before. I was like, oh, you just want to knock this out and build another room? Okay. And he's like, yeah, but I want a toilet right here. And I want a sink right here. And I want the electric to go over here. And I want the switch on this wall. So there's details that he wants to reveal to you in this season. But it is a brand new season of expansion for you because you are an architect in the kingdom. He wants to build with you what's on your heart in Jesus' name. Mark in Georgia. I love you. You are not what people have labeled you as. Failure doesn't define you. You have been adopted by the king of the universe, and he has an inheritance for you of a conqueror to give you a conqueror of Christ Jesus. All situations that you're going to face, you are a conqueror in the kingdom, and that there's nothing that you cannot conquer because King Jesus is with you, and that's for the both of you. Today we break off dis discouragement and hope deferred for you guys. We decree that prayers are hitting the mark and that they will not return void because they are based on the word of the Lord. Micah 2.13 declares the breaker has come, so we declare the promises of God break up, break out, and break through. We bind the enemy and we plant ourselves in the presence of our king to rest in him. Our victory is in him. We declare breakthrough in your life is here. And I see the things that have hindered you in the past 
there's, there's a, they're going to be created as steps for you to step up into what he's called you into. So there is a new transformation. There's been a season of winter, and he's bringing you into the spring. And what has been under your feet, you're going to recognize it's under your feet because you're in the third heaven with him. And when you step up, it's going to spring you out. <laughs> we release that in Jesus' name. Yeah, let me add on, um, Georgia, I, I heard the Lord say he's actually, when she said the step, I actually saw the steps, and he's saying come up higher, because the war season is in the second heaven, and he actually planted you in the third, seated in heavenly places in Christ, and he's teaching you how to see and hear what the Lord is saying, where the enemy wants to bring distraction, right? And I know that, like, I know that there's, like, a calling or, or a leaning toward, like, deliverance ministry and things like that for you. You've mentioned that to me before, and I hear, but here's the upgrade. Like, there's the upgrade is what we know in the natural and even in any training. I'm just going to say this. I have to say this. Thank you, Lord. So, a lot, there's a lot of attention on deliverance ministry right now in the church, and it's good. It's okay because God wants to deliver and set pe people free, right? But can important because once you throw out the trash, the flies go away. You don't have to talk about the flies or anything. And the Lord is revealing an understanding of the angels. He's like, if we're going to study this much about demons, why don't we study this much about angels, right? So that's what I hear from you is like he's going to start teaching you opening up your eyes to see. I feel like there's a, a gift of discernment that he has given to you and it's being upgraded So, because the enemy has tried to taint it. And so I feel like the Lord is upgrading it so that you can see what he's doing and what's going on in the angelic realm so that you can still walk in that ministry and still be effective in it. But it's going to start with you and in your house and in the people in your inner circles first. And I see that's where your training ground has been. But the Lord says it's a new season now. Whatever was in the past is now in the past and you're in a new upgraded season. He's just taking you up a few steps higher. In Jesus' name. New words. Yeah. Jeremiah. As you know, I always say Jeremiah was a bullfrog. We've been doing that for a while. But the Lord spoke to me today, and he goes, no, he's a bullhorn. And he said, it's time for you to step out of that cave. As I hear signs, wonders, and miracles, I hear God taking you into a place that you didn't even believe was possible. And so we tell you now, and we just release that bullhorn for you right now. We release that declaration and that decree that has been stirring up on the inside of you. And we call it forth now in the name of Jesus. Okay, uh, gentleman in the hat right there. I know I said hi to you a couple of weeks ago, but my bad. Okay, good. Thank you, Logan. I don't remember his name. Okay, Logan, I saw you um, like at the front of almost like a, it was like a pyramid of people. Um, so it was like you, and then there was three, and then there were six, and then there, you know, and it just kept multiplying. But I saw you holding a flag and you were running. And so I just declare that you're a forerunner. Um, and that you may be the first to go, but as soon as you take that step, three more come. And as soon as they come, six more come. And as soon as they come, 12 more come. And it just keeps going. And I see it going forever. I don't see an ending to it. So I just declare that this is a generational thing, that even when you pass, it will still be adding on. So I just declare that whatever it is that the Lord is telling you to take that first step, take it, because there will be multiplication immediately. There will be fruit immediately. I just declare that there will be people to, you like, this is going to take hundreds and thousands of people. This is going to take hundreds and thousands of dollars. Take the first step. It will come. It will continuously multiply. And I just bless you that whatever he's downloading in your heart and into your mind, that that first step would be effortless and that you would continue on. Who else resonates with that word right now? 
Anybody else resonated with that word? Okay. Um, I, I really, I'm going to call you to kind of stand up for just a moment because I feel like the Lord's being really intentional about this. If you guys feel like, yeah, or raise your hand or whatever, feel like if, hey, that, that resonated or whatever with me. Okay, so just re-hear that again. You're a forerunner. There's breakthrough, but you've got to take the first step because there are going to be so many more coming out behind you, and there is a an inheritance of legacy. And so I break off the fear off of you right now. I break off the distraction. I break off the fear of man off of you right now in Jesus' name, that whatever is behind you is behind you now. Um, and this is very specific for those who feel like they're in a, in a new season, a new start, and a new breakthrough. The Lord says, yes, right now is the time. Shut the door behind you. I almost feel like we need to do that as a prophetic act to shut the door behind you because the old is gone now and you've stepping in. This is part of a corporate word I'm about to release, but I wanted to highlight this to those that really felt that that resonated because he's talking to you specifically, right? It's a personal word that the old is gone and the new has come and you have to step forward because it will not take place if you don't move. It's one of those words. It will not take place if you don't move. So heaven is leaning in watching and waiting because they want to co-labor with you. So remember, again, I say this all the time. When there's a call and anointing, it may feel heavy. It may feel heavy, but it's not. It's weighty. It's a weighty glory, but it's not heavy because he'll do the heavy lifting. Amen? In Jesus' name, amen. Are there any other corporate words real quick before I release one? Okay, everybody else can go sit down if you want. Group of people, uh, when we were singing We Need a Move, I, I believe that you still move. Um, I heard the Lord saying, I need to move in order for him to move and only do what he can do. And so just as Cindy did, I felt like there's some areas in people's lives, multiple, that, there's, that you haven't moved out of the way for God to do what he needs to do that we haven't fully surrendered. It may be one or two or three areas of your life. And so I wrote out um, during worship, if this is you, if there's an area or many areas in your life that you have not allowed God to take over, I'm asking you that you do a prophetic declaration with me because I know that, that I stand in that, taking a step back in faith, surrendering your will. And so if this is anybody, I just encourage you to stand up because I do believe it is a step of faith to surrender to take a step back and to move out of your way so that you can move mountains in my life and then step forward in obedience and faith, surrendering to your will and your ways. God, I only move when you tell me to move. I only do what you tell me to do. I only say what you tell me to say in these areas, in these circumstances in my life. I declare God is tearing down the walls that I have built up, and I am asking, and he is taking back his position in my life. And so if that's you, I just ask that you take that step, take that step back, and then step in with his movement. I heard Jesus saying, uh, walk a mile in my shoes, which is interesting about the steps. Um, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is just is empowering each and every single one of us with wisdom to say the right thing at the right moment with the right motive um, to influence the right people straight into the king's domain. He's, he's, he's just doing a new thing with walk, walking in the same steps as Jesus in his shoes, and it's all about relationships. It's all about, it's all about getting to the right person to have the right relationship to introduce them to Jesus. So I just declare that over each and every single one of us. The right moment, right person, right thing to say with the right heart. Amen. So I had a good friend of ours who sent me a, a prophetic dream she had, and, and I felt like it was a really good word, so I'm just going to read it. 
said, I had a dream about the lily of the valley. In the dream, the lily spoke and was afraid to bloom. But the Lord gently said, it's your time. The conditions are perfect. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall take root like the trees of Lebanon. His shoots shall spread out. His beauty shall be like the olive and his fragrance like Lebanon. Hosea 14, 5 through 6. And then she says, I feel like some in the body are hiding from their quote-unquote name changes. And God's calling you to come forth and let your beauty shine. So is there anyone, one, is there anybody in the room named Lily? Raise your hand. Number two, has anybody in the room that somebody has been, you feel like the Lord's been calling you into a different season and it was going to necessitate a name change so you could step into? Is that anybody in the room? Would you just stand up? And so here's the prophetic act right now. I want you to remove your old name tag, throw it down, and I want you to take the name tag, the Lord, so pull it from heaven, and I want you to affix the name and say, Lord, I step into the name that you've given me. And everything that it comes with it, I step into the grace for it. I am a lily that will bloom in the valley in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So good, you guys. I'm going to release a corporate word that I've been sitting on for a while. Some of you guys have heard some other corporate words since September about this year. So I'm going to rehearse rehearse, refresh um, some portions of that word. But I do encourage you guys to go back. If you don't, I mean, all of this is being recorded in live stream. So if any of you got words, please go back and write them out. Please journal them. Please type them up. Because what the Lord's had me do in this last several months is he's made me go over my prophetic words, over me, my husband, my kids. I keep them all in a journal. And then he said, okay, now if you've gone over the prophetic words, I want you to actually go over your other journals. So I've got dream journals. I've got sermon note journals. I've got journals, prayer journals from like way back, okay? I write a lot when I write my journals. So so I have a lot of different journals, and I'm like, that's a lot, Lord. He's like, yeah, but I want to show you something. And what he's done is he's gone back to show me several different things about my own personal calling that I would never have known had I not gone back and looked and said, see, now you have different eyes to see because I didn't understand back then what I know now. Does that make sense? So he's reviewing the timeline of your life, and he's redeeming your timeline. So anything, right, like if, if you get fresh eyes to look, hindsight's twenty twenty, right, as we say. And so I feel like the Lord is inviting you in into that to go with him so that you'll make sure that you see the way he sees it. So if that um, is something for you, um, do that. But I want to let you know, again, I know we're in 2024. I feel like I need to um, re-release this word. Um, we went from 23 to 24. We went from Psalm 23, the good shepherd who was preparing us for 24. Because when 24 came, we entered into Psalm 24. So I'm going to read it to you in just a moment. But when we entered into 2024, technically, it was as he sent me off to different places. I've gone to different conferences. He's given me different assignments, and I feel like he's taken me to places so that I can drink from wells and receive from places and drink from different streams to show me different pieces of the puzzle. A lot of times I was in some rooms. I'm like, Lord, why am I in this room? Right? Like, I, you know, like I've got, there's some generals in this room. I'm like, I feel like I'm a little fly on the wall. Like, you're like, why am I in this room? Or, or he's connected me in collaborations with different things. And I keep asking him, okay, Lord, why am I in this room? What are you doing? What are you saying? Like, I'm regularly asking him, why now? What's going on? Why am I doing that? Because he's been showing me to look at the timeline of my life. So now I'm way more aware about the present. Does this make sense? And we're not just where I want to go or where he wants to take me. But, but when you learn stewardship, you learn, you learn learn what's in your hand right now. Stewardship is not just about care and protection. It's about multiplication of what he's already trusted you with, right? So that's what stewardship is, but it's about growth. 
If you read the parable of the talents and the minas, it's all about growth, right? So he wants to know, are you trusted with the little? Then I'll be able to give you more. If you're trusted with these talents, then I'll be able to multiply to you more. If you can make your minas multiply themselves, then I'll get you in charge of cities. That's a whole different parable, by the way, if you go and look at those two. It's very different, okay? And it's not just about money. It's about anything, as Josh was saying, about relationships, about position. But whatever it is, your resources are very, very important. But the Lord is saying this year, um, if you guys remember, if you were here, I shared that there was a dream that the Lord had me release that I'd not ever really told anybody other than my husband. And there was a dream that I had, and I don't remember right now the day. It was in the early 2000s, but um, I remember having a dream and the, well, there's two dreams. Thank you, Lord. So there's one dream. Um, it was in 2006, I know for sure, because um, it was around Christmas time. And um, I was staying at my sister's house. And I remember um, waking up, or so I thought, I remember waking up and looking out the window and I saw these little, um, you know, the light sticks, those little glow-in-the-dark light sticks. I saw thousands and thousands of light sticks in the dark sky. I'm looking out the window. I'm going like, Lord, what is this? And then as I lean in and I look some more, they're in their arms like this, but they're waiting. They're waiting. They're, it's like they're leaning, they're like waiting for the Lord to say go, but they're just waiting. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what is that about? And then he said, he said, um, you, I, I went and shared it with Chris. I thought I'd, it was in the dream. It's a dream inside of a dream, so it's really hard for me to explain this. So then I go to Chris, and um, I wake up from the dream, right? I, it was a dream. And I wake up, or I think I wake up, but I'm not really woken up. And I say, Chris, I need to tell you this dream. So I told him what was happening in the hovering of the angels. And he's like, well, you need to go write that down so you can remember it. I said, okay. And then I really woke up. Does that make sense? So... So, yeah, so husband Jesus through Chris in my dream said, you need to go write this down. So I've been praying into it, and there's other parts of that dream I've been praying into, but I feel like this is that. And, and, and that phrase, this is that, is something that the Lord has been saying over and over too, that we're coming into a time where he's going to say, this is that. If you remember in Scripture, that's when Peter was saying during Pentecost, he said, he said, he said that thing that was prophesied before as he read the Old Testament, he said, this is that. He said, this is that. Thank you, God. Okay. So then I heard Tim Sheets do some um, uh, prophetic words releasing at Oasis Church. I've been listening to a few of his messages. They've been really resonating with the things that God's telling me, lots of confirmations and stuff. So when that happens, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on the right track. I'm hearing something, right? So then I go to the Texas Apostolic Prayer Network Council meeting, and we're in prayer, and we're doing contending, much like we did on Friday night, Fire on the Altar. That was amazing, you guys. We did so great um, with worship and intercession, but decrees were being released with authority. The church was stepping into authority and releasing prayers and decrees. And the Lord gave me a word very early on that weekend, and he just kind of gave me pieces of the puzzle throughout the weekend. And basically the word is this. He said, this year is the year of the open door. We know that. But when you get to a door, right, there's a threshold. Now, I've shared this before. When you get to a gate, the Lord says the gates of hell will not prevent us advancing the kingdom. So when we get to a gate, we've got to open it up and we've got to step in. What were those prophetic words just released earlier? They're all confirmations, okay, little pieces of the puzzle. So, so it's one thing to have a gate, but then here's what the Lord said that weekend. He said, actually, this is a threshold. You're crossing over a threshold. There's a line in the sand, which someone else had a prophetic word about a line in the sand. That was confirmation. And it's time to step over the line in the sand and enter into the threshold. And then the Lord said, okay, so it's, think about the picture of the bride being carried by a bridegroom 
right? There's an old tradition where you'd get carried over after your wedding day, right? As you enter into your new home, you're carried over in the threshold. It was actually um, a tradition that happened in the Roman world. And so what the Romans believed about that is that when the husband took the bride and carried her over the threshold, once he went over that line, everything behind her, all her generational stuff, her family stuff was now cut off. Anything negative was now cut off because now she has entered into oneness with her husband, into a new family, a new identity, new situation. Does this make sense? So that's what the Lord did. So he showed me. I actually gave this as a personal word over somebody, and then he he over a threshold, and he's crossing over into a brand new thing. It's a new identity for the body of Christ. It's a new position, a new upgraded place where we are more one with him than ever. I know in the natural and what this says in the word, but I'm telling you in this season right now, I saw him carry the bridegroom over the threshold. And when he did, it not only looked like a house of a threshold, but then it blew up and it looked like a garden gate. And where I was was at Glory of Zion, and they have the Israel garden in the back. And so he kept highlighting there's one, there's a couple of gates, and there's like five or six different like archways. You know, when you have a wedding, you have like the little archway. There's lots of little archways along that. He kept highlighting that. And then I saw him actually blow it up even bigger, and it looked like an archway into a city. Oh, I forgot. It looked like, um, you know, when you go into a Texas ranch, there's a giant gate, and oftentimes there's a little archway with the little the name of the ranch. So it went from a little garden gate, it went to a ranch gate, and then it went to like a giant archway of a city going in. And who we were prophesying over was someone going into Israel. And so I felt like it was entering into Jerusalem. And then I heard the Lord say, it's like New Jerusalem, like we're entering into a brand new season, and he's shutting the door. Now, when I released was, um, to make a long story short, I was going from the outside in the dark. It was nighttime in the city. I was on a college campus, and as I entered into where the gym was, there was a lot of activity. There was a lot of people were playing basketball, and some people were watching. And then I, I was led to go into the locker room. And I used to go to school there, so I remember everything. And so I go in the locker room, and it looks like a locker room, but it also looks and feels like a waiting room. And there are people in there waiting for the doctor to be seen for healing. And I could identify the people that were sitting as I was sitting on the bench. It literally still looked like a locker room, but I was sitting on the different benches as we were waiting, like where the coach's office was, was where the doctor was. And so we were just kind of waiting, and nobody was moving. So in the dream, I go back out, and then I come back in. Nothing changes, but when I come back in, it's like the temple, outer gate, inner courts, and to the Holy of Holies. So I go in to the Holy of Holies looking for the doctor, the great physician, right, to see who's there. And when I go in, instead, there's a circle of women praying, and they start saying, who's going to pray for the children? Because there's something that God wants to do with the children. Who's going to pray for this ministry? Circled up to pray like you would huddle up whenever I played sports, and when you would pray, you would huddle up, and you'd cross your arms like this, right? And then you'd circle up, and you'd bow your heads, and you'd pray. And the minute I bowed my head, the Lord showed me a table, and on the table were three books, one book was open about two-thirds of the way, and he had me look at it from right to left. He said one book was open about two-thirds of the way, and, then all, and I couldn't read it, and I couldn't see what was in it, but I knew it was now. And then the second book, on the, all I could see was it was about four inches thick binder, and it was, they were standing up. And the binder read Second Pentecost, and then the third one said Second Coming. Now, I don't understand all that, you guys. I have no latter rain theology in me at all. So all I know at the time was to write it down in my journal and to pray it through. Well, when I released this this year, I heard the Lord say, we have now opened the second book. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I've been praying about it, I'm like, okay, I don't know how many books there are. I don't know if there's more before and after and a thousand years like a day and a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. So I don't know. 
okay, you come and ask me more details, I'll be like, I don't know. This is what I know. This is all I'm telling you. This is all I know is that we have entered into whatever second Pentecost looks like, but it's kind of like what's been playing in my mind. It's like a trilogy. I like Lord of the Rings. So like the second book is where the meat happens, right? This is where the battle really starts ramping up or whatever, right? And we start seeing whatever the hero was in the first book has to come into a full new identity in the second book. They got to know who they are and what they carry, and they got to get collaborative teams together that carry other gifts, so we all go in and we work together, right? So that we actually finish whatever the third book's coming, right, in the second coming. So just because it's second Pentecost is written on the binder doesn't mean it's going to start happening on page one. But I don't know the timing of the Lord and all this. I just know what he's saying. And when he said this is that again, just now I heard, I heard and felt the confirmation of, again, that same word. Peter said that what was prophesied is now. And I feel like that's a confirmation, again, of the season that we've just entered. But I'm going to read to you Psalm 24 because he says he's the king of glory. But I want you to listen because he says, lift up your heads, O you gates. Let the king of glory come in. He wants to come in to you, through you, to everyone that you meet and see in every situation that you're in. He is one with you, and he is carrying you across a threshold. And the last thing I'll say before I read this and finish is that entire weekend, too, was confirmation about a threshing floor. There is an actual threshing floor in the garden. And we actually did a prophetic act at the end where we gathered up in the threshing floor and played. And he said, this is a threshing season. To go across the threshing floor may be a threshing season. Many of you have gone through some threshing or you feel like it at least in 23. That's why we needed the good shepherd of Psalm 23 in 2023. Now, threshing is something that we should not fear because for us, fire refines us. But if you think about the process of the threshing, what they would do is they would take mature wheat. Mature wheat would go to the threshing floor and they would, you know, they would crush it. They would step on it. They would roll carts around it or whatever white to separate the wheat from the shaft. And then they would scoop it up and then the wind would come and blow what doesn't belong away. And the mature seed, which is heavier, would come to the ground. And then that's how they would be able to gather. Okay. So just imagine that we're, we, we may have been in a threshing floor season, but the Lord is saying he's the one who started something. He's the one that's going to finish it, right? And what he's doing is the fresh wind is coming right now to blow away what doesn't belong so that what is refined, what is needed, what is mature will now be consumable, will now be able to be used. Here is Psalm 24 in the Passion Translation. It's called the King of Glory, David's Poetic Praise to God, Creation's King. Yahweh claims the world as his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He is the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who comes before the king? Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure, they will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob, pause in his presence. Selah. The king is coming. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is this king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. How many of you know we're in battle season? Yahweh, invincible in every way. So wake up, 
you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you eternal doors. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is Yahweh, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, he is the king of glory. Pause in his presence. Selah. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we receive this word. God, and I ask that you soften up our hearts as, as good ground and soil, that it is an investment in us that will bear fruit, this incorruptible seed of faith with childlike faith. God, you've been talking about childlike faith and the faith of you, your faith, your supernatural faith, that gift of faith, God. And I ask you to water it, to grow it, to mature it, and let us stew on it as you add on our other personal things that you've given to us as you're talking to us, specifically today and this week, God, what you would have us do to step forward, to come with you and to cross over that line in the sand like Gideon's army, that we are going to not fear and not run away, but we're going to step forward. Even if we are a remnant, we trust you because the battle belongs to you. Even if we're in a battle season, God, the battle belongs to you and we will keep our eyes fixed on you because you were already victorious and we fight from victory, not for victory, but we will go through whatever the threshing, whatever the fire, whatever the refining is, God, because we are so set on you, face like flint, for what's coming. And we know that we can rejoice because it is good, because you are good. And I thank you, Father, in advance for all of that that is coming because you are preparing us and have prepared the way. So I release that over everyone in the sound of my voice to receive it as nurturing food for your spirit, your soul, and your body to come into wholeness and release it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynv.com.